Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. What's up, everybody? Welcome in to The Early Edge. I'm your host, Alan Bell. We've got a fantastic show lined up for you this Sunday morning. But before we get to that, let's take a look, as always, is how we did on Saturday. Look at it. Look at M squared coming through again with the first quarter under 13 and a half. Well done there. Micah Roberts with the sweep. San Diego State, Fresno State, and the Astros in game two of the World Series. Me, I ruined it there for you. Could not believe Navy team total came at 27, and we lost the Tennessee one on the one play. And we take a look at the college football show there. Tom Fernelli, well done on that. Cal, he loses that by a hook. That one was tough, but he goes three and two. All right, but you know what? Enough of that. Let's take a look at how we are doing today. Let's bring in the stars of the show. And as we do, I want to take a look at the schedule here for what we have coming up today. Obviously, we are live right now. We will be live at 12 p.m. Eastern for the NFL Weekly Live kickoff stream and then 7.30 p.m. Eastern tonight for Sunday Night Football. But you saw the guys there. You saw the star-studded lineup here. First off, my man, Maestro. How are we doing, sir? We're doing well. Just enjoying some football from London. Nice. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. M Squared, how are we doing, sir? Like you said, star-studded lineup in London. We've got Russell Wilson out there looking like Russell Wilson so far this season. Uh, look, I'm fired up for today. Let's go. Yeah, if everybody hated the flight out there, man, if they lose, dude, knee highs all the way back to Denver. And RJ White, my man, how we doing, sir? Doing good. I don't know that we have excited about this game. This is a pretty, uh, pretty nasty game here. Um, I think it's funny that it's possible that whether the Broncos coach has a job comes down to whether the owners of Walmart have ESPN Plus. So <laughs> we'll see what happens in this game and, and if they were able to to be able to catch the game for the last three hours because, um, you know, he might have them like talking to their grandkids trying to get a login for ESPN Plus to try to see how their coach is doing. <laughs> a login. That's hilarious. All right, let's get to the storylines that affect the betting lines for today. And Maestro, I'm going to throw it over to you, man. Um, you got a storyline near and dear to my heart here, living here in Middle Tennessee. The Tennessee Titans starting Malik Willis at quarterback today, but that might not be the biggest injury that they're dealing with against the Houston Texans. Break it down, buddy. Yeah, and, and I'm referring to Jeffrey Simmons, the Titans' best defensive player, did not practice all week. They're listing him questionable with an ankle injury. Some of the talk I've seen uh, suggests he won't give it a go. This is a defensive tackle who leads the team in pressures, sacks. He's got a forced fumble. He's batted down three passes. He's got 24 tackles. This guy blows up everything. If they don't have him, that really evens the playing field. We've seen this line. It was Titans minus three on the opener. And then uh, now it's Texans minus one because obviously Tannehill is out and Malik Willis is in. 
I think Malik Willis can have a good game. He's a tremendous runner. He has a big arm. They're going to pound Derrick Henry all day against the Texans defense, allowing 5.2 yards per carry. Um, I think, you know, if you got Texans plus three, you're sitting pretty. But right now, I wouldn't jump in on the Texans as favorites. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Like, Jeffrey Simmons on the defensive line kind of makes everything go. You know, Danico Autry, all those guys, and especially for a defense that's been banged up. Yeah, man, that could be a massive, massive uh, injury for them. All right, RJ, coming over to you. The NFC West, are we looking at an elimination game already? It's possible. This is a huge game for these two teams, especially with Seattle playing so well. A loss by San Francisco moves them to three and five. It might be two games back from Seattle at, at the end of the day. Lost by the Rams moves them to three and four and then surrenders the head-to-head tiebreaker to San Francisco. So both these teams coming in this game with a lot on the line right now. We know Kyle Shanahan's beaten Sean McVay seven straight times in the regular season. San Francisco had a surprising number of hurt players back last week. They did not play as well as, as expected, especially on the defensive side. I think they'll be better this week after an, another week to heal, week of full practices for a lot of them um, but the market seems to believe the Rams will be able to find enough offense to win coming off their bye because this line drop from San Francisco favored to pick them in some spots now um, I'm interested to see whether it's going to move again before kickoff if the market continues to to you know place a marker on this game and decide where it's going to go good point man good point indeed all right let's get into our big plays for today but before we do let's take a quick break and hear from one of our partners Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. And we are back. All right, now, we're going to have a little fun with our picks today. Usually, Maestro, you all know the Maestro spot. However, he's going to be in the leadoff spot today as well. So, Maestro, you've got two props from the Panthers-Falcons game today, the big NFC South showdown. Break those two down, man. What do you got? Yeah, well, early in the week, uh, I was big on the Panthers, plus six. I still liked them at anything over four. I think there's going to be a close competitive game. Totally would not be surprised if the Panthers win outright. P.J. Walker, this kid is completely underestimated. They didn't let him throw against the Rams. They let him air it out a little bit against the Bucks last week, and we saw what he could do. Five big-time throws, no turnover-worthy plays, uh, basically a perfect passer rating last week. And that leads me to what I believe is going to be a good game for the Panthers' offense. And starting with D.J. Moore, over 58-and-a-half reception yards. There were 22 targets last week. He got 10 of them. We know there's no Robbie Anderson. There's no uh, Christian McCaffrey. This is the alpha dog. Falcons are missing A.J. Terrell. They're missing two other corners. They're missing a starting safety. This is the worst pass defense in the league. So DJ Moore over 58 and a half receiving yards. Absolutely love this. And then the second play, I think they're going to have success on the ground with, with Dante Foreman. You know, this guy, there's no Chuba Hubbard. There's no Christian McCaffrey. So he's going to get 
at least 15 carries, probably up around 18 to 20 carries. Last week, 15 for 119. And when you remember, A.B., when he backed up Derrick Henry, he got four starts with a lot of carries. Let me go down these numbers. 19 for 109, 22 for 108, 26 for 132, and 21 for 69. So over 66 and a half, minus 113 on FanDuel for Foreman. Uh, the Falcons are missing Hawkins, a safety that had 11 tackles last week. Basically, I'm very big on Carolina, and uh, let's let's go Panthers. <laughs> I like it. No, and you're right, dude. Deontay Foreman, he, he's a beast, man. This dude can run hard, and especially in the red zone. Uh, if you're looking for somebody that you have to grab a running back for fantasy-wise, like I'm not saying he's better than a lot of guys. That dude gets in the end zone, too. Deontay Foreman's tough, man, for sure. All right, coming over to you, M-squared. You're you're like our Bryce Harper, dude. Like, we could put you four-hole, two-hole, three-hole. It doesn't matter. Anywhere in the lineup, you're mashing. You got one play for us today from the Chiefs. Bring it down, buddy. Uh, former Kansas City Chief, that is, A.B. We're oh, going to yeah, Tyreek yeah, Hill, now a Miami Dolphin. Uh, Larry mentioned one of the worst pass defenses in the league. That's also what the Dolphins get to face here against the Lions. I played Tyreek Hill over 87.5 receiving yards, minus 110, still available on MGM this morning. Love this number. No worries, really. It's got a lot of wiggle room, in my opinion. I'll play it up to 94.5. I've got the simulation number up to 102 on this one. Just a fantastic matchup for him. Really, anytime he steps on the field, he's basically matchup proof. Uh, but having two a back, the deep targets are back. The Lions, they're going to play a ton of man coverage. Good luck playing man coverage against Tyreek Hill. It's very, very difficult to do. He's had spike games of 177, 160, 190 so far this season. Love this individual spot for him. I also love that the Lions are healthy enough to potentially turn this game into a shootout. It's a sneaky shootout potential for them. We like them a lot better when they're playing at home in the dome in the controlled environment. Give me Tyreek Hill over 87 and a half. Don't be scared of the big number. He's essentially Cooper Cup from last year where we see receiving lines that should be set in the low to mid 90s. See, not only can you mash in the lineup, you can play defense well. You pick me up there nicely. Good job there. It's great. All right, RJ, coming over to you, my man. You got two plays here. Break them down, dude. Yeah, when you said I might get a cheese play, I was like, I hope it's an under. Not playing today. <laughs> um, but um, my first play is the Commanders plus three. Washington's defense should have a field day with this indie offensive line. You know, we saw Matt Ryan get benched. If you look, looked at him in that last game, his, his passes had no zip on them whatsoever, so it needed to happen. But that just doesn't mean that Sam Ellinger is going to come in and the offensive line is going to play well. That's been a major problem for them. A six-round quarterback with no experience just shouldn't be favored in the spot. I don't think Washington is not a doormat. They have two straight wins, only blown out by elite defenses of Philly and Dallas. Um, I think they'll come in against an Indy defense that is pretty good, um, but be able to score some points. And I don't know if Indy scores any points considering how their offensive line is played. So I like commanders plus three. I think it's a great value. My other pick is a prop going to Wandale Robinson over four and a half receptions, including penalties. He saw three targets on each of the first three drives last week. They made it a point to feed him the ball. He had six catches and 50 yards in the first half. Then he limped off. He wasn't targeted at all in the second half, even though he did play. I think he might be able to beat this over by halftime if, if the game script is similar, um, considering they're playing a, a mediocre Seattle defense. And he could double it if he stays healthy by the end of the game. We could see this guy get eight, nine, ten receptions in this game. So I think this is a pretty clear overplay for me on Wandale Robinson. He seems like the type of player that we're all going to get behind in fantasy and in the markets. And this number is just going to be five and a half next week, then six and a half the week after, then seven and a half the week after. He's just going to keep going up. I love it, man. I love it. All right. Now, Maestro, you got two more plays in the Maestro spot. However, I'm going to throw my three out really quickly, and we're going to give it right back to you. First up, I'm going to go Eagles first half. Team total 
over 13 and a half points. Here's a little nugget for you. All right. In the second quarter of games this season, the Baltimore Ravens are in second place across the NFL for most points scored with 68. First place, the Philadelphia Eagles with 112. And the Ravens have played one additional game than the Eagles have. I think that they're going to put it all over Pittsburgh today, especially in the first half coming off of the bye week. So take the Eagles there. Second, we're going to go Nick Folk, Patriots kicker over one and a half field goals. Christ at minus 120 against the Jets. This could be an old school AFC East type of game. Probably not a ton of touchdowns being scored in it. I could see uh, Bill Belichick helping Mac Jones out by using their stud kicker, Nick Folk, today. Take him over one and a half field goals. Lastly, Maestro brought it up. We're going to take the Titans. Second half, team total over nine and a half. All he needs is a touchdown and a field goal. That's it. I think that you will see Malik Willis probably struggle a little bit in the first half. Might be a little slow. You're going to get a ton of Derrick Henry all over the board. But in the second half, might calm down a little bit. And yeah, Houston's defense, they're going to give it up on the on the ground. And that's not only to Derrick Henry. Malik Willis probably will have success there too. So take him second half, team total over nine and a half. All right, Maestro, coming back at you, my man. You got two more plays? Break them down, buddy. What do you got? All right, well, I'm glad to see Mikey on Tyreek. I'm going to correlate with that with Tua over one and a half passing TDs at minus 146. Should be better in his second week back. This is the dream matchup. I mean, it's indoors, perfect conditions. The Lions play man coverage with two corners that are below average, and Tua takes apart man coverage much better than he is against zone, and the Lions give up the second most explosive passing plays. I mean, every single uh, matchup factor favors Tua to hit this. That's why it is juiced. I saw, I got it at minus 146 at Fandle. I'm seeing it higher. I wouldn't take it beyond, you know, minus 155 or so. And then the other play, Nick Chubb over his rushing yards. You could also play over longest rush, which he's now hit 10 of 11 times, but over 81 and a half. I think Jamar Chase being out makes this a more competitive game. And uh, Chubb has destroyed the Bengals. 319 yards in his last three games against them. And the other thing is with the Bengals lost DJ Reader. That was uh, several weeks ago. Since he came out, they're giving up 5.1 yards per carry. That is the weakness of their defense. Let's ride Nick Chubb over 81 and a half. I love it, man. And if anybody's watching the NFL game right now, the Jaguars had first and goal at the one. Trevor Lawrence throws an interception. Unbelievable unbelievable i am so and i'm on the jags money line i am so glad that i was giving my pick and i didn't see that yeah because i may have just taken the camera right off yeah i mean just unbelievably frustrating man unbelievably you're you're probably fine denver has seven penalties in the game already and we're barely (laughs) into the second quarter i mean they are just undisciplined this is not a russell wilson thing either this is all coaching i mean i you see that them come out with seven penalties right now i don't see if this guy has his job after after today they came into the week leading the league in penalties as well unbelievable man unbelievable all right everybody grab your paper grab your pencil let's take a recap here courtesy of jake the snake looks glorious mike mcclure is on tyreek hill over 87 and a half receiving yards rj white's on the commanders plus three and wandell robinson over four and a half receptions the maestro two attack of iloa over one and a half pass touchdowns deontay foreman over 66 and a half rushing yards nick chubb over 81 and a half rushing yards and dj moore over 58 and a half receiving yards i am on the eagles first half team total over 13 and a half Nick Folk over one and a half field goals and the Titans second half team total over nine and a half. But as you know, that's not the end of this show. RJ White, your famous look ahead. What do we all need to know and be looking forward to in NFL week nine? 
Yeah, I had two I wanted to give you. I talked about on the Thursday Pick Six podcast, both were on, on the, the positive side of, of three for us, depending on the lines we wanted. They both moved to three by today, so I didn't want to give them out. Said I pivoted to Detroit plus three and a half against Green Bay. This is the same line as Miami-Detroit this week, but surely Miami would not be double-digit dogs in Buffalo, I, I think, with how they've played. Um, but the market hasn't done that with the Green Bay. Uh, Detroit's offense could rebound after getting shut down by New England-Dallas defenses, as the guys were talking about earlier. This could be a better environment for them them to score. I believe Mikey said Detroit actually played Dallas even in that game last week, aside from the turnovers, statistically yards per play, like almost everything was, was even down the middle. And then you get to the turnover column and it's five to one and they just melted down at the end of the game. I think this line, this line is obviously going to reopen before um, Sunday night football. I can't see it rising unless Green Bay finally looks good and, and the odds are stacked against them because they're playing the NFL's best team this week. So we might get three when it reopens before the Green Bay game. Um, and you'll be lucky you locked it in now. Um, I don't think there's any way it goes up. Man, it's great information every week. It's great information. All right, everybody, we will be live again today at 12 p.m. Eastern to break down every single game on the slate today leading up to Sunday Night Football, which will be live at 7.30 p.m. Eastern tonight as well. But until then, everybody, best of luck. It's Cashy's Tickets. We'll see you here in about an hour and a half. Thank you.